You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 12. This episode is brought to you by Not Losing the Hell is Real Derby Went Up a Man Excellent. Missing out on $100,000 of international roster slot to Nashville? Priceless. Uh, oh, wait, no, no. Um, uh, actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon community of the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our usual co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I'd also like to welcome our special guest, Ryan Walker from Atlanta's Soccer Down Here Podcast and Fantasy League. How's everyone doing? I'm good. Yeah, great. Great here, Reed. Thanks. Yeah, Ryan, great to have you here. Did I get that right for for everything that you're affiliated with? Yeah, a little bit of content going out for Sucker Down Here podcasts and the Sucker Down Here Fantasy League. Um, just helping them out, get the word out, get the community um, growing. Just like to introduce new people to the game and get people talking. I love it. I love it. That's exactly, I, I'm in that same vein. For those of you, you, you may be familiar, you may have heard me mention Ryan before. He's had some graphics that have popped up uh, throughout this season uh, about top performers, underperformers, some some people you might want to target, uh, switcheroo type things. So uh, I've shared those out on Twitter. So keep an eye out uh, for those if you're interested in uh, in keeping up with with Ryan and what his project is. Yeah, just, just some good old fantasy community down there in, in Atlanta and uh, having fun and I'm happy to help promote and happy to have Ryan with us here live via Guatemala. Yeah, that's right. So living down in Guatemala. So MLS fantasies my excuse to stay in contact with all the friends and family, talk some trash every now and then. So yeah. helps and out. I, and I like that part of the priority for moving to Guatemala was of course your Jersey and the giant banner for Atlanta back there. Essential, <laughs> essential travel. Says says Ashley, who has how many Sounders things behind you? I mean, I I can't complain. I've got a my my newest acquisition is this Skyline Chili FC Cincinnati soccer ball that I picked up this weekend. So, um, I told you guys I'll put it away as soon as I can find a bucket hat. Glass houses, glass houses. So no. Uh, nothing and Blaine, of course, has the the bourbon bottle behind him, the Sporting Kansas City bourbon. So fancy. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's I've even got the local soccer team, Sporting Atlanta United, down here. So we're gonna oh, make a whole a whole region of fans. Excellent. You're gonna set up a whole entire new trade path for Atlanta, That's right what there. Atlanta United needs more fans. Exactly. More fans, more, fans, more more scouting connections. Um, well, great. For those of you listening to the podcast, you did not see everything behind us in our video streams. Head over to YouTube, MLS Fantasy Boss YouTube channel, and you can check out the stream if you just want to see Ryan's excellent banner behind him or uh, Ashley once again live from her normal podcast room and not via location from some other location of her house yeah. <laughs> as as weather permits so uh you can check out all that if you catch our stream which is just it's the same content just a fun little visual in the background at times and you can see the chat that happens right here let's go ahead and start talking about round 11 i've seen some scores being posted in chat right now feel free to share your scores with us we will share uh, our results with you uh, right now. Blaine, how did you do? I uh, got an 85. 
uh, started off the week really well, didn't finish quite as strong. Um, still eight points out of a Champions League spot, so I'm going to throw it all in this next week and try to get it. Um, <clears throat> saw a couple of things. Uh, the app wasn't working for me, so made a couple of mistakes in my transfers and ended up paying off. Through all of my mistakes, I ended up with two Seattle defenders. Uh, because I screwed up my rotations for New England and Nashville and everything, I was planning on doing a little bit more with them. Ended up scrapping all of it and grabbing two Seattle guys. So that really paid off well in the back. I stuck with Leal instead of Mukhtar. I have Mukhtar in drafts, and I had that feeling that he was about to go off, but I kept Leal here just because. Bench hit with both Mihailovic and Madran, so can't complain there. 85 was probably score you needed to maintain to or to, needed to maintain your rank. That's about where I'm at. I saw a few people moving around me, but I kind of I think I moved up about 60 ranks with an 85, but I stayed eight points off of the leader or off of the top 50. So I didn't really gain any points ground, but I moved up in the rankings. So I guess that less people ahead of me that I have to leapfrog to get in there, but it's going to be a little bit of work this week. All right, Ashley, how'd you do? Yeah, I had 78, which normally I wouldn't be too upset with, but I just made a couple of ridiculous choices when I saw that Nani wasn't starting. Had him in my original lineup. Um, I had put Krylak in and we were out in Seattle for the game and just started getting in my head about it. And I swapped him for Frag last minute, which was just ridiculous. I lost a lot of points there. Um, but I also had my Seattle defenders hit, which was good. I'm about a hundred spots out of Champions League. So I can't decide how hard I want to throw in. It's probably possible, but not that probable. Um, and then I picked up Kim um, Moonhwan, which oh, nice. seems to go really well. Um, I love me some South Korean defenders. So that was more just for emotional connection rather than actually thinking it would pay off and it paid off. Um, but yeah, Roldan hit great. The Nashville, I don't know who jumped off that train, but I was on it three players deep. So that was the worst. Um, and just like Blaine said, I switched from Mukhtar to Leo, the Mukhtar to Leo and landed on Leo and wished I hadn't. So, but still decent round. Uh, not so great for me. All of them, I missed out again on my defense, which seems to be my unfortunate pattern this year is that my defense is just failed to hit uh and that went for my my switcheroos as well so the only person who did well for me was Rui diaz coming off the bench uh did okay with with my midfield uh carlos heel i had zilla Rayon, even though i was at the game i i'm a cincinnati realist so i had cameron on my bench just in case he got some bonus points during that uh but then i had zilla Rayon on the field so um but yeah just several players underperforming my my big uh just goof of, of this round was I, I could have sworn I switched Willis out for my keeperu after, after, uh, after Cleveland, but I, I don't know. I don't know what I did. I thought I got rid of Willis cause I wanted Cleveland and I just, my keeperu just failed this week. Cause it, I don't know what happened, uh, but somehow Willis ended up being on the field and Cleveland ended up being on the bench. And, and when I checked my scores after visiting the zoo this weekend with my family, I was like, that's, that's not that's that's not why that was supposed to be but uh, so i got 69 points i still won one of my head-to-heads which is fine i uh, missed a couple more 
the second qualifier, this is the second end of the second qualifier is what round 12 is. That's, that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, Ashley already alluded to that. I am definitely not making it. This whole second qualifier round has been brutal to me. Absolutely brutal. I did, I did very close in the first one and then brutal in, in qualifier two. So uh, for those of you who may be experiencing this same, uh, same phenomenon, I'm right there with you. And don't worry, there's two more to go. Plenty of time to make the Champions League. No problem. Uh, but yeah, so that that was mine. Just a bunch of people underperforming. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, had a pretty good week. Ended up on 89 points. Um, sounds pretty familiar to what Blaine experienced. I had a really hot start. Um, saw the New England-Toronto lineups. Um, Pozuelo and Soteldo out there. So I got out of my New England defenders. Um, I turned that into a Buxa-Bow combo on the bench. Um, I just wanted to be a part of whatever was going to hit there. It turns out Books out, scored, so I brought him in off the bench. Gained a couple points on people there. Um, everybody else having bow. Um, also hit on the Seattle defender clean sheet. Um, Moon one as well for LAFC. And then, yeah, had the misses. I thought I had a cute uh, Maxi Morales on the road play against Montreal. Um, didn't quite work out there with one point. Um, and then, yeah, missed on the Leal Mukhtar debate, um, took the three from Leal. So, uh, went up a couple of places overall. I'm up to 62 overall, um, eight or nine points off champions league. I don't think I'll go all in, um, like Blaine's saying here, I'll probably stick to the same strategy I've been going with. Hopefully I make it in. If not, there's two more qualifiers, like you say. So. Excellent. Uh, yeah, looking over at chat, a lot of great scores there in the 70s and 80s. Uh, big congrats out to Ted Firestone, 112 points this round, his best week of the year. Congrats, Ted. Uh, excited, excited to see uh, some of these results and and happy to uh, have helped you get that uh, get that result. So yes, that's that's what we do. We're gonna even though we may not always perform well with the choices that we decide to go with our teams, uh, we do have a lot of, of pride in helping others uh, talk through just your fantasy ideas as we're getting ready for the round and whatever you decide to go with happy to play any small part uh, in, in helping you come to that conclusion. So congrats to everyone uh, who got those fantastic scores and uh, do it again. Let's do it again. But let's talk about our general takeaways from round 11 that may help you as we're getting ready for this next round. Ashley. Um, yeah. A couple of things. Um, Kim Moon-Hwan is seems to be starting to break through as a starter. You know, when they signed him, it seemed like that's what he was going to be. And then it wasn't really happening in the beginning of the year. Um, he plugs into a great kind of wingback role, which is something I look for a lot with defenders who can produce offensive bonus points. Um, and then LAFC grabbed two road shutouts in a row now, which is just something to make me take notice. Um, we talked about this a lot that it, it takes – a lot for us to grab a road defender um, on a week, you know, when everyone's playing, but they took, you know, got two shutouts. I don't know if it's because of the keeper rotation or what, um, but that's definitely something I'm keeping my eye on with them. Um, I just, in my notes, wrote Nashville Wolf. I think that everyone gets that. I don't think I need to elaborate. Um, I didn't get to watch a lot of that game, so I'm not sure where that kind of breakdown was coming, you know, I think we were all kind of hot in a couple different positions for Nashville and none of them came through except for Mukhtar. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure if they're stalling or if it's just because they're missing a couple pieces or what. Um, 
Rudias keeps scoring. Rudias picked up another goal. I think he's tied for Golden Boot now. Um, to to me, and maybe I'm very wrong. He seems to just be doing it quieter because Chicharito's picking up braces and hat tricks and all these things. And um, I'm interested to see how he does on the road this week. But it was nice to see him score at home again because he's just racking them up. All right, Blaine. Yeah, um, I think one of the first ones I had is Crylock just keeps scoring. I know there was a debate a couple weeks ago with Rusnak having one good game, but Crylock is the more consistent guy. He stood out again this week. Um, what, uh, Klamala got a penalty kick goal. I talked him up last week that he was their kind of facilitator, picking up assists pretty regularly. I did not know that he was on penalties, but that's really a value up for him. Uh, Red Bull are still finding ways to get things done. Um, and I think he's going to be a big part of it, whatever's going on from that forward spot. A uh, good way to pick up some bonus points and everything else from a forward position there. Uh, Colorado's defense stock is still going up. Uh, do not overlook them. Don't sleep on them. Abubakar is back and seems to be healthy now. And he is just an athletic freak for that defense. And the rest of the group playing well around him. Uh, we talked about it a little bit last week. Montreal hit again. Um, another good result. Mihailovic is kind of a cheaper option in the midfield that really put up some decent points for us. And then, I don't know, this is more of a question for chat. I think it's a little bit of both, but Chicago seems to be finding a rhythm and getting ready to score a little bit more. And Orlando's defense is absolutely horrible without Galece back there. <coughs> I think he's bailed out that defense a lot, and that's really good for him as a goalkeeper and for fantasy. But without him back there, they are just getting shredded. And so keep an eye on both of those. I think Chicago is trending up a little bit, but I think Orlando's trending down a whole lot faster than Chicago's moving up. All right, Ryan. Yeah, a couple of takeaways. So first, Toronto, um, when Pozuelo and Soteldo start um, together, they look really dangerous, really creative. Um, they just they just make a defense uncomfortable. Um, I know we talk about look at the schedule, see who Toronto's playing, and put those players in, but may have to watch Pozuelo and Soteldo together. Um, may may not want defenses against those two. Uh, also, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota seems to be the talk of the town the last couple of weeks, but they're pretty unpredictable for me. I can't seem to play them at the right time. Um, I'll probably stay away for the next couple of weeks until I see some, some more time with these new pieces um, from Japan and how he works with uh, Reynoso. So, and then, yeah, getting back to the Nashville Atlanta, um, really lucky for, for Atlanta to get out of there with a point. Um, I think the expected goals were somewhere around 0.3 um, come out of there with two set piece goals. Um, really fortunate. Um, come out way more banged up than we went in. I think we lost four players uh, out of the 11 that started. Mulraney and Soso be out on card suspension, um, while Dijon and um, Adams came out with a, some more knocks, and they'll be out for multiple weeks. Um, so the, the attrition continues in Atlanta. Um, something to take advantage of. I, I certainly will be. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys covered uh, pretty much everything that I think is worth mentioning. We did have one question in chat that I'll bring to, to the table real quick. Uh, what is it that has made 
what happened in the past few weeks to make Chicago good? This is this comes from Eric. It seems like it's midfield creativity, um, for, from just the what I've been able to watch, and then where you see the points start to fall, right? Like, um, I I I don't know enough about them to speak confidently, but from my perspective, it seems to be just the midfield creativity is starting starting to hit. Um, it doesn't seem to be coming a lot from Barrett, which is where we've seen it in fantasy in the past. Um, and their defenders are also getting a little more involved in the attack, I, I think. Um, I think it's been a little bit of lineup yeah. shuffling with absences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jimenez has been out and he has been playing a little bit more. Um, <clears throat> Ali Sanchez has come on strong. Madrian's playing a little bit more advanced. He's a defensive guy but he's playing a little more advanced. And I think um, Discord was talking about a little bit. Set-piece takers are all in flux right now for them, too. I think Madran doesn't take as many set-pieces when Jimenez and a couple other guys are out there. And with them out, he has been on those, which is inflating his numbers a lot in fantasy, which is great for us. Um, but it's not sustainable if they drop him off those set-pieces. But I just it, – it feels like – from what I've heard and what I've seen, it feels like there's just been a little bit of formation shuffling. And it's not that they're really playing a different position. It's just a different cast of characters around them is opening it up for them to do a little bit more. And it's translating to a lot of fantasy points. Anything else out of that, Ryan? Yeah, and no, I think it's exactly what they're hitting on. Madran for me, he's made defensive midfielders look silly. Uh, I know against Atlanta, he did a lot of that, so... I, I pretty much bit, have been ignoring Chicago in fantasy for the last few weeks, um, probably to my detriment, but we have to start looking at him. But I will say it does help when you play Atlanta when they're absolutely gutted and Orlando, who is also absolutely gutted. And that was a non-enlist Orlando as well, which means they're not holding possession nearly as much. So, but I mean, then they put up three on Philly, the, the week before, like their last three games, it's three goals on Philly, three goals on Atlanta, three goals on Chicago. They have just found a way to score. And putting three on Philly is not a small task with a, with a healthy defense. I can, I can kind of blow off the other two games, but that one has been – that one really sticks out to me. I think they're just – they're finding something that's working. And Madran has been huge. And then Ali Seda has come on out of nowhere. I think Ted mentions the thing. Uh, other teams have gotten worse in Chicago State the same. I, I think that's I think that's maybe over dramatic, Ted. But uh, I think that that's kind of fair. Call ups have happened, injuries have happened. They they've had uh, some decent schedule. I mean, we were talking about last week that that Atlanta was a San Jose of the East. I mean, they they've had some some matchups. Or Orlando had had some of those problems. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. Um, you're here to defend them this week. You're here to defend them this week. Uh, but but they've had a good run and, and definitely everything everyone was saying about they're starting to figure out what's working for the attack. That is good, but this is not a completely about faced team. That's ready to go. Going to be, I mean, there's still some questions. Uh, there's still been some situations that I think um, don't necessarily make Chicago the must have guys. Let's, let's throw them on the team. Um, but maybe a good switcheroo option going forward as soon as under the right situations. Uh, now is, is this week the right situation away at Nashville? I don't know. We'll find out more about that in our player pick section. Um, but no, I think those are about all the takeaways. 
that I had, uh, of course I was at the Cincinnati game and I think that was the, fr- that first half of soccer was the best I have ever seen Cincinnati play. They, they looked really good. They were on point. They were getting, creating chances. Uh, and then the second half happened and it just poof went, went away, but there's, there's something there. There's, there's some life there and I don't know what, what needs to happen to, to make it work, but uh, yeah, that was definitely a fantastic game to see. And I hedged my bets, like I said, and still went with Zellerion because I'm, I know what I know how this works. I know how this works. My my points don't always show it, but I do know how this game works. So there that was. But yeah, no, I think you guys had some great takeaways. Um, nothing else from chat. So let's move on to our housekeeping section. All right, housekeeping, what's coming up for round 12? That's what we're all getting ready for right now. Uh, But first, a big shout out to the league leaders from the MLS Fantasy Boss Network of Leagues. Uh, A little bit of change up with with some of these, uh, the MLS Fantasy Boss and the r slash fantasy MLS subreddit league. Those are two different leagues, but a lot of you all are in all the leagues, so it, it shows here. Um, Nawajoa is the, the team name and, uh, Nawajoa is leading both of those leagues, a different, a new, a new leader. So congrats right there. Samurai Panda is leading the discord classic league. And then, uh, Garth butchers is still the head over in the Patreon open league. So those are, those are pretty competitive. A lot of switching back and forth in these leagues, the head to head always tight love these head-to-heads uh the discord head-to-head is back to a three-way tie with three teams on 10 0 and 1 but it is friedman who is leading the way based on points so we no longer have, have undefeated teams so that's fantastic uh now we have um over at Patreon, uh, Garth Butchers is still leading the way there, also with a score of 10-0-1. And then back over into the MLS Fantasy Insider Invitational Experts League, uh, Mito is back with a as overall score of 9-0-2 uh, as the sole leader right there, but Sherry is right on his heels. So uh, fantastic. That is the league that I actually won my head-to-head. So if I had to pick a league, that was the one I wanted to win, and I did win that one. So fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you all of you who uh, participated in our leagues. I still see people who joined the leagues. That's totally fine. Uh, we do give out prizes, uh, MLS gift cards for a lot of these leagues, not all of them. Some are just bragging rights, but many of them, if you want to be eligible for a prize, head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com right now, go back a few pages until you find the registration link or over on the league section for the registration link. Because if you are not registered for one of the leagues, not just in the league, but you have to send me some information so that I can actually contact you, uh, then you can't win a prize. So you have to be able to be registered and be contacted by me because it's a pain to try to contact people who aren't registered. So now that is a requirement. So yeah, do that. If you want to win uh, a chance, you get a chance to win some MLS shop gift cards. Uh, it's good times, good times. Lots of, lots of good people. All right, round 12. This so we have some breathing room this week compared to last week. And heads up, round 13, quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Quick turnaround. Uh, but round 12 starts on Saturday, July 17th at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is with Atlanta versus New England. And just the quick heads up for you right now, round 13 starts on Tuesday. So 
So be ready for that. Uh, but round 12 starts, uh, we have a whole week uh, to catch our breath. Starts at, on Saturday, July 17th at 5 o'clock p.m. That's when you need to have your roster set because a lot of teams are playing that day. No teams are on a double game week, but we have three teams who are on a bye. So we have Austin, Sporting Kansas City again. So two weeks off for Sporting Kansas City and Houston all on a bye. Uh, you can easily get 4.0 players for any position between all three of these teams. So having switcheroos and scrubs, very, very doable this week. Uh, Blaine, who do you have for uh, some call-ups and internationals and red cards and all that good stuff? Oh, I didn't have a chance to get to all of that today. Um, Discord has a great call-up sheet out there. Um, let me see. I haven't looked at all the pinned messages lately. They're out there. There is a huge call-up sheet on the list. Um, I'm having trouble finding all of this today. I don't know how the pins work. Maybe it's in the club. Um, but yeah, uh, keep an eye on those. Um, I'll try to get that out on Twitter or join the Discord and go find it. I'm having trouble getting it today. Um, Injury-wise, I think it's more of the same. I haven't heard of anything major that's new. Um, more minor players than there are any big names. Um, it's just going to be Gold Cup rosters that are really the problem right now. And there are a lot of guys out. MLS is pretty up to date. I think most of the red dots are accurate. I think they had a few guys that went that didn't get red dots last week, but those should have gotten corrected today. Yeah. For those of you who are new to discord or are currently on discord, but haven't had a chance to figure this out yet. When you download the client near the top right corner of your client, there's a search bar and then some icons to the left of that search bar. One that looks like a bell, one that looks like a thumbtack and one that looks like a little couple of people overlapping each other. If you click on the thumbtack when you're in our main hashtag MLS channel of uh, the Most Fancy Boss Discord, that is the pinned messages and it'll bring up messages that our admins uh, have, have pinned and some of it can be yourself as well as you pin, but messages that are pinned for you to be able to go back to quickly. If you start scrolling down there, you'll find uh, some messages from, from Ranchinator who was on the show with us last week about call-ups, but you'll also find Blaine who has pinned the MLS, the FMLS 2021 mega reference. And so uh, that has set piece takers and that has call-ups. And this is the mega reference that he refers to during the show. So that's how you find pinned messages on Discord. If you haven't figured that out yet, that's a little bit of a, a tip right there on how to find that section, that little thumbtack near the top right part of your screen. So yeah, check it out. Uh, it's, a, it's a great resource and likely at times more up to date than the actual uh, call-ups and disciplinaries and injury section for MLSsoccer.com. So proud of that. You guys do awesome, an awesome job maintaining that and it's 100% our Discord community. So congrats guys. All right, so we previewed the, or reviewed the last round. We've gotten the little housekeeping out of the way. So now it is time to move on to uh, a third segment of our show where we're going to be talking about players to pick for the upcoming round. All right, so we have uh, round 12 just coming around the corner. Who are we going to be targeting? Who should you be targeting? Or at least here's some conversations for how to help you uh, reason with yourself and land on the players. So first, let's talk about the, the most promising games that we're looking forward to from a fantasy perspective. Ashley. 
yeah, I love this Red Bull at home against Miami game. Um, definitely paying attention to that. Uh, I found Red Bull just kind of unpredictable. Um, so I don't know that I'm going to go all in on it, but still Miami's been just so bad. Um, I like Colorado at home against San Jose. Uh, and then I'm also paying attention to the Philly DC United game. Philly's going to have their third string keeper in, but all of their back line is still there. So, um, it, it's hard to say, and it's hard to say where DC is going to be at, but I do like Philly at home in that game. So paying attention to those three. Excellent. Blaine. Yeah, um, I, I spoke about it earlier. I think TFC Orlando is going to be one of those huge ones. Um, I don't trust the Orlando defense right now. Uh, chat said Glacier should be coming back from Copa America, so that may change my opinion a little bit, but Soteldo and Paz together seem to be doing well. I think that's one you can kind of key off on. I think Orlando's in a little bit of disarray. Um, and the other one that Ashley really didn't talk about is I like that New England versus Atlanta matchup for points. Um, I just I think it's a good one to kind of target. And then like I've got Red Bull in Miami and then Colorado and San Jose. I think those two are just kind of the bread and butter for this week. Yeah, the only thing I'll add for what you guys have mentioned already is I think that Montreal versus Cincinnati game does offer some opportunities for uh, for differential picks uh, if you're looking for for some of that. And then uh, one more I'll go ahead and throw out there. Uh, you guys had mentioned some about Chicharito earlier in the show, and he's on the road this week against Vancouver. So I think that could be another uh, potential differential game for you. Maybe it's just Chicharito. Maybe it's other players. But, um, yeah, there's some uh, just a couple of things that we hadn't talked about. I'll, I'll throw those out there. Brian, anything else to add? Definitely targeting the New England-Atlanta game. Um, love the Red Bulls against Miami. They haven't scored or one goal in the last five games, I think. So I'm looking to pick on Miami. The other game that stood out is Portland hosting Dallas. So I, I like the sound of that game for Portland. I just I can't settle in on any Portland players right now. Mm -hmm. Larry's the obvious pick. Hasn't looked great this year at times. Um, maybe lineup comes out and – you have an open slot for Valeri or the shout. Maybe. Well, let's talk about the players who we do think are worth shouting out. Uh, we're going to talk about keepers, defenders, and clean sheets first. Uh, just so you know, going into this, uh, we don't really have a lot of consensus picks, which I love going into this. But the general consensus that we do have is that we want some kind of New York Red Bulls and LAFC coverage, be that either on a keeper or a defender, or both. Otherwise, we're, we're not very chalkboardy here. So, Blaine, who are you looking at? Yeah, um, I'll let you guys go with your consensus on the keeper. I threw Knighton out there. I just – I like the way the New England defense is playing. I know this is a road game. Atlanta found a way to get stuff done this last weekend, but I'm expecting better from that. Knighton's just so cheap. He's easy to throw in on the front end. That's a that's the first game of the weekend. You can see it. And then I'm going to my second choice keeper, which I'm on Yarborough right now for Colorado. <clears throat> I think this is one of the least crappy games you can get. Um, I looked at Willis in this spot against Chicago, but Chicago's put up three in three straight games. I just don't know. No Zimmerman. I mean, that just that really turns me off of that one. You guys have identified a couple of other keepers, so I'll let you talk about them. But I like Yarbrough this week a lot is my primary. And just go with Knighton for the cheap one in the first game and see what happens. 
Ashley. Yeah, um, I am doing, and I think the three of us all said this, uh, I'm going to do a Cornell first for Red Bull um, just to see how he hits that game's early enough that you have some options later in the day. Um, and then I'm considering Bond from L.A. He's been getting consistent bonus points. Um, they're missing a little – I mean, they're missing players. It makes me nervous to do it without JDS. I might pull it from him. Um, but that's what I'm considering right now. And then for defenders, I started talking about Tolkien, God, I think, like four or five weeks ago when he was like four mil. And he's just really paid off. <laughs> so I haven't always, I haven't had him every week, but I've had him enough times when he's hit. Um so I can go back and forth between Tolkien and Duncan for Red Bull as in my defender spot. Um, and then I'm looking at Kai Wagner from Philly and then Keegan Rosenberry for, for Colorado. And those two guys are mostly they're expensive. Um, and it still always pains me to spend that much money on a defender, but they're putting up so many bonus points um, and they participate in the attack that I think that they're probably worth it this week. All right. What about you? I think your goalkeeper keep a root combo is probably the closest to maybe chalkboard or, or the consensus that we're going to see this week. Yeah, it probably is. Um, starting off with Cornell, um, like Ashley, but then I see switching into Romero for LAFC, um, pretty cheap option to put on the back end there. If Cornell doesn't hit Cornell does hit, I'll probably drop Romero and add another LAFC player, um, to the. Oh yeah. Attack. Uh, defense, I, I definitely want a New England defender this week. I, I benched one last week, but I'll probably get one in there this week. There's not a lineup Atlanta could put out, I think, that would scare me off to this week. Um, <laughs> I'll probably go by. I uh, like him running at probably Mikey Ambrose. So um, I'll have one of uh, Red Bull's defender as well. And then I, I think I'm going to go Boon Juan for LAFC, um, see if he can stay in the flames. Um, and yeah, I, I like the Rosenberry shout from Ashley. Yeah, I'm the same with the goalkeeper, um, Cornell and Romero. I think that's, yeah, like I said, the the, the more standard, maybe the chalkboard pick, uh, the Red Bulls play at seven and then LAFC plays at 1030. Plenty of time uh, to see the results from the Red Bull game. Just make sure he's on your bench. Don't, don't do like me and have that weird thing happen with Cleveland this past week, uh, have him on your bench, but yeah, plenty of time to see that going up against Miami for Red Bull. That's, that's been a team that's struggling. And then RSL has also not been putting up some of the numbers and LAFC has been doing well with clean sheets, as Ashley said. So, uh, probably two of uh, better shots right there over on defense. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at, at moon as well. I, I like, I like his price and I like the results that he's been getting. I think that's, that's an easy one, uh, probably a pretty standard pick that a lot of people are going to have this week. Uh, I, I like a New York City. I think I put FC in my notes, but it's RB, New York Red Bull player. Um, they, they've got some options. I mean, they have a couple of chief guys. They had a four million player get like 11 points, nine, nine and 11 points this, this last week. So uh, for the Red Bulls, I think this is definitely a game. Wait for the lineup see who's starting and you could have a very easy budget option right here. Uh, or you can go with Duncan or someone else. Uh, it's just whatever you want, but I think you're going to have uh, definitely, definitely good value options here. So someone from Red Bull, whoever that ends up being based on your budget uh, for my third pick, I'm trying something weird this week. So I'm, I'm running the two 4.0 keepers or 4.0 scrub defenders in the back on my bench. I have, I have Camacho 
from from Montreal going up against Cincinnati. Just just want to see how that works. We did well in the first half, but now we're we're on the road. Uh, I'm interested to see how that goes. I have budget left in my salary cap where if if he completely fails, I can swap out one of my playing defenders with somebody else because I've got two 4.0 guys who aren't playing. So Cincinnati plays at 7:30. That gives me at least about an hour to see what happens to decide if I want to throw in a Colorado player on my field. So uh, I'm, I'm playing a little, a little fast and loose this week with the defense because I, I'm not making the Champions League with this week. So I'm kind of having some fun with it. But it, I just, I just want to see what happens. Uh, I just want to see what happens. I mean, if, if you're looking at at uh, Comancho right here, uh, he's had some great, he's had some great rounds. I mean, he he had a four this last week. Before that, he had an eight, and then he had a five, then he had a ten and a seven. So um, he he can generate bonus points on the defensive side and that might work if Cincinnati is able to get some kind of attack going or with the cost of doing something, uh, then, then maybe he gets some bonus points or maybe we end up scoring the third fastest goal in MLS history this week. Who knows? I mean, 25 seconds is the time to beat, uh, but yeah, so I'm going a little bit, a little bit weird there, but that's sort of my plans. I'm trying to work with the switcheroo and the autoroo and see what happens on defense, but I definitely do like Colorado. That would be the next team I'm going to target. Uh, if I'm, I'm going to replace, if I replace somebody on the bench. Okay, let's move on to midfielders now, in case that was confusing enough for anybody. Uh, let's go to our consensus. It's it's heel. That's the only consensus that we have. That's probably the only consensus that we're going to have in the entire league is, is heel, unless you're a dead team. Um, but after heel, Ashley, who are you considering? Yeah, Um I'm considering Nani. I don't know. I hadn't seen, maybe you guys know why he was held out of the starting lineup um, last week. Uh, but I just think that Toronto game is going to be kind of bonkers. And if there's any sort of crazy goal scored, I feel like he'll have something to do with it. Um, and then on that exact same game, I guess I just can't get away from it. I'm, I'm looking at Soteldo or Pozuelo. Um, I kind of can't decide at the moment. Um, so Tildo impressed me when he was playing before he was injured or gone. No, he was gone, right? He wasn't hurt. He was gone for international. Um, but Pozuelos, Pozuelos. So I, I keep going back and forth between which one of them I I want this week, but I definitely want one of them. Um, and then I'm picking up Zella Ryan and Barrios. Um, Barrios has been like quietly consistent. Nothing crazy. I mean, he's got a lot of, you know, like six, seven, eights. Uh, but I like that matchup for him this week. And then Columbus is missing so many people. And I think the Derby took a little bit out of them over the weekend for sure. Um, but he just continues to perform alone. So <laughs> I feel like he's a good, he's a good shout this week, even though um, they don't have a, a cakewalk of a, of an opponent and they're missing a million people, but I'm picking them up anyways. I can tell you about Zellerayon. He was playing in place of Zardes with, with him being called up. So he is right up there uh, with the forward. Got the goal. An absolute rocket of a goal. Uh, and then he had the assist as well for that. But that's that was where he was playing this last week. So I'd expect him to play there again. Let's see here. Ryan. 
Yes, very similar picks to Ashley. Actually, I, I want a piece of that Orlando-Toronto game. Um, as long as Nani's healthy in the lineup, I can't see not going with a rested Nani in that one. Um, Soteldo Pozuelo is going to be the Leal Mukhtar of last week. I, I, I think you're either going to pick the right one or you're not, but we'll see. I'm, I'm going to take Joao Paolo for the floor, I think, even on the road. His floor seems so safe. Um, just lock that into the midfield until Ladero gets back. And then, yeah, I, I like Zeller Ryan as well. I'll, I'll probably put him on the bench. Uh, I may actually reserve that bench midfield spot for him for the rest of the season in huge 14-point uh, weeks, and then he'll drop a two or three. Yeah. Um, I want to be a part of those big weeks. So may maybe always bench Zeller Ryan uh, for me. Um, but, yeah, I do like him with Zardes out. I think he actually gives you a lot more value attacking going forward. So, All right, Blaine, how about you? Yeah, um, I think the first name I added in my midfield, and this doesn't include Heal because he's just on the team, like never have to add him anymore, um, was Casares Jr. for Red Bulls. Uh, been playing really well. I like this matchup more than some of the other ones. Um I had Mukhtar in there. I think that's a little bit of point chasing because of what he did last week. I think this the smarter play may be to take Leal here. I like this matchup a lot. I think there's going to be some points here. Um, I think you take Leal if you see Cadiz start this one. But if you don't see Cadiz start, I think Mukhtar plays a little better. I think he plays off the CJ better. Um, that's just kind of gut feeling getting to watch a few of these games recently. But if Cadiz is in there, I think you'd rather have Leal. So that's kind of what I'm basing that choice on when I see the lineups. Um, I'm also leaning Soteldo over Paz. I think Paz is a rotation risk. Um, this is a home game. I don't see him rotating much. But if they go up or down early big, I could see him coming off either way. I think Soteldo will stay out there a little more. And I just, with the way it's been going against Orlando, I think that wide play is going to be where most of the points come from, not up the center. Just gut feeling on that one. I'm also watching to see if Nani's in or out of that game. I think that's going to play a huge difference for where Toronto's points come from too. And I have no real way of doing, of deciding that now and telling you what I'm going to base that on until I see the lineup. If Nani's out, it depends on who they put in there. Uh, Benji Michelle has played some. He likes to get in behind. He's he's fun and dynamic, and I think that changes how Toronto's going to play against him. But so that one's kind of up in the air. But I'm I'm going to have one of those two guys from Toronto in my team. There's no question about that. It's just which one. And then the last guy, because I had Montiero in there first, but I think he's out this week. And so I flipped it to Barrios on this one. Uh, to go with what Ashton said, he has been quietly consistent, and Reed's going to hate this. Yep. But in his last six, he's got a one-two and one-four, and the the four came in a forty-five minute performance against FC Cincinnati, and the two came against Sporting Kansas City. But the the rest of his games have been sevens and eights, and they've been the last two were sevens against Seattle and Minnesota, which is so, pretty solid defenses. This is against San Jose, and I just I think he's going to get something done. I think this team's playing well with him. I think he's hit a rhythm with the rest of the guys around him. 
and I don't know. I just got that feeling. I think this is one of those where I'm tempted to not even put him on the bench this week, Reed, and you'll never play him on your field. But I like that's how strongly I feel about this one. And when I did my first draft, I didn't have him, but I shied away from both Zellerion and Nani this week. And even when I found out Monty couldn't play, I didn't immediately jump to those guys. I went looking somewhere else. So I'm going to go with my gut and I'm not looking at those two guys here. And that's why I've got Barrios in over them. But so I know Zella and Nani are getting a lot of talk, but I've just got that feeling that they're not going to have those weeks this week. Yeah. I, if you're playing me in a head to head, go ahead and get Barrios. Cause I will not have him. I just, I just can't, I can't, I just can't. Everything you say makes sense. Everything you all said makes absolute sense for Barrios. And then I will take him and he will get a negative eight. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what would happen. Uh, so for me, I have heel and I have JP. Same reason you said, Ryan, I think he has a great floor, uh, kind of like that game as well. And then I have uh, Casillas Jr. as well from, from New York Red Bull. After that, it's sort of a toss up with a few other ones. I mean, I've considered Zella because I like him playing in the advance uh, in place of Zardes. Uh, I think he's going to be getting some opportunities as, as well. Um, but I also we're looking at Pozuelo um, just checked with Jojo, one of our Toronto guys in the chat uh, who says he's not sold on Soteldo yet. Uh, his goal was a gift. He also tends to dribble too much, then runs out of room to cross the ball uh, saying that he could go off anytime though. So it, that's the top of shorts. Hyped up shorts. Come on. <laughs> uh, I have, I have Pozuelo right now. So that's, that's my, my tends to be my go-to, but one of those guys is also in there. I'm also considering Mihailovic uh, against against Cincinnati. Uh, he's had some good results as well. And uh, Cincinnati, if, if they're just a one-half team, I mean, there's there's 45 more minutes for, for something to happen. And uh, Montreal's been big, putting up some points. So, so I'm, I'm looking at looking at that. But a lot of stuff's up in the air for me. You guys have mentioned some good options with midfield that, that – that that Liel and uh, Mukhtar option there with with Chicago, definitely potential. Uh, I everything you say makes sense about Barrios, and I won't take him. So so there so there's that as well. Um, but yeah, for the rest of us, okay. Exactly, exactly. I won't. I won't. That's that's my gift. That's my gift. For the fantasy community is not ruining Barrios. There we go. Let's head over to forwards. Uh, we do have a consensus pick of all of us for forwards, and that is Carlos Vela. So we're all looking at Carlos Vela this week. He's, I guess, definitely the chalkboard right here. After that, who are you looking at, Ryan? Yeah, forwards were pretty tough for me this week. Um, Vela was the first name off the board, uh, just like his floor as a, uh, as a forward. I thought about a Red Bull forward in Fabio or Kamala, but couldn't fit them um, with the defenders I have. Um, so then I, I went bow for New England. Um, I like what he could do. If Chicharito starts, if we get wind uh, midweek or so that he's actually going to play on the weekend, I can't see not having Chicha against Vancouver. But I'm also not afraid to go Bo Buxa back-to-back weeks. Um, if we see a Atlanta United 2 lineup early in the week, I, I might be tempted to double up again. Maybe they both get into the starting lineup this week. Mm, brave. Blaine, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm pretty solidly on Klamala this week for Red Bulls. I think I'm going to stake my claim on Champions League on how Red Bulls do this week, and I'm going to triple up here. I just I think this is a matchup where you can get some differentials. And I know these guys are pretty popular right now, so it's not super differential. But I think this is where I've been looking at all the other names coming off the board and what I've seen around. And I think this is where you can really steal some points and go with that. And you got to look for big returns. I put Bo in there as my first one. Um, I like putting a forward in that first game when they've got a decent matchup, but this is a road game. Bo didn't do enough for me last week. So I'm just, I'm kind of torn on this one. I threw Bella in there. I just, Again, I haven't been super impressed with him. I know he's getting back in form, but he hasn't done anything to really wow me, to put me back on like, oh, I've got to go grab him. And I've seen more from other guys. Um, but I think this is a week where you kind of you kind of need him. I'm going to come off that train and grab him. But I'm also looking at Rubio and Chicharito. I, I wish I would know if Chicharito was playing. That game is so late that it's really hard to pivot from him to anybody else not knowing where the lineups are going. Maybe it's you, you try Chicharito, and then if that doesn't work, you go to Rui Diaz on the road, but Minnesota's defense is good. Maybe you take a Bobasi at home, assuming he plays against Dallas, who have given up some goals lately. I just – I have a hard time with the pivot on that one, and I like some of the other matchups earlier better. Um, trying to run through my thought process, because I know there's a lot of people that are within striking distance of Champions League and I think this is a week where you kind of you, – you trust your gut. You pick those names that you like. Um, I threw Rubio out there. Chicharito's another one. You, you look for – if you're trying to make up ground, you really identify a guy that you think is going to get multiple goals, and you go with it. Like, you can, you can take a Vela who you're expecting to get six or seven, but if you're trying to make up ground, you may dump Vela for Chicharito who you expect to get a brace. You look at some of the other games, um, if, and I don't even know who to highlight here as a forward. I mean, maybe it's you take – if you think Miami's that bad, maybe it's you take both Fabio and Klamala, who – and you just – you're hoping for Fabio to get the brace and Klamala to get a couple of assists, and you ignore one of these guys, like a Rui Diaz, who is a pretty consistent seven. And if you're thinking a lot of people are going to take Rui Diaz for that, you go look for that second goal somewhere else. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do is figure out where I can get two goals here from a forward and not take a single goal guy. And that's why I'm on, that's why I'm on Vela. That's why I like Klamala. Um, Rubio is definitely one of those guys that I think could be there. Um, and then I just, I'm going to have to probably come off that new England one and not try to grab a forward in the first game just because I don't know that I see a two goal performance in either of those guys. Blaine with his crystal ball here. Oh. <laughs> All right, Ashley. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I went Bella was one of the first names I grabbed this week. Um, I think he's starting to click a little bit. Um, and I don't want to not have him when he when he goes full Bella. Um, I'm also going back and forth between Kamala and uh Fabio. I've liked Fabio more this year, but um watching Kamala take PKs last week made me a little more inclined to go with him. Um, and then I just keep cycling through this third spot, kind of like, like Blaine said, I'm going to throw out a couple different names to him though, that have been going through my head. Um, I like Benji Michelle when he starts. Um, 
he's not a DK replacement, mind you, but I think that game, like I said already, is going to be kind of bananas. Um, and for a bench striker, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start three this week. Um, that's something that is I'm paying attention to. It doesn't seem like Chicharito is going to play. And here's my other thing for that. Like Wayne said, it's late. So it's really hard to just have him unless you've got all the cash to burn and can, he can be on your bench. Um, but I've been watching Chicharito for a really long time and he's not going to have JDS, Boy. If Victor Vasquez starts, maybe you consider him. Chicharito, no, I, I, I mean, no disrespect, but he needs a couple people. <laughs> and I don't know if he has it with everyone who's on international duty. Um, and in that same token, Vancouver is Vancouver. Um, so if there's a, a game where you pick up kind of a nobody from the galaxy that might hit it, it might be this week. I mean, Cabral and Zubek did great last week without Chicharito. They put up an eight and a seven. And I think both of them cost like six or five million. Um, and like I said, I'm just talking for like the third bench spot cycle through, not someone I would ever start out or anything like that. But, um, and then if he starts, which it's been hard for me to tell, Shin Yaziki, I like how he plays better than Diego Rubio. Diego Rubio is so boomer bust. He doesn't pick up a lot of bonus points. San Jose is San Jose. Um, but if Shin Yaziki is starting, I might look at him um, to, to fill that third striker spot. But yeah, like Brian said as well, strikers this week were tough, which it hasn't been like that for a while. Um, I hear the, the bow and books of shouts for sure. It's just not something that I'm drawn to this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's filling that third spot for me has been a little tricky. And as for myself, yes, uh, Avella, uh, I know Blaine, you're a little bit unsure about him, but I mean, he's got uh, three assists and a goal within his past four games. Um, he's, he's started most of those games as well. Good consistent minutes now. So I think he's a good shot this week and, and I like more consistency and he's, uh, he's sub 9 million. So, I mean, for, that, that's, a, I think, a pretty easy price range to go with that for this week. Uh, otherwise, I have uh, Rui Diaz. So I, I do like that matchup, and I like Rui Diaz. And he tends to score in bunches. And he, a couple games ago, he missed one, then he hit one this week. So I'm like, hey, maybe I can catch the the rise of the Rui Diaz goal-scoring uh, bonanza. So I like, I like Rui Diaz. And then also, I'm going – I have a Kyoto on my bench right now from Montreal, uh, sort of betting against – pardon? I think he's with Gold Cup. Did he leave? Oh, that one's not updated yet. Well, scratch that. No, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that one. I didn't. uh... Now you're trying to fill your third spot too. Just like now (laughs) I'm trying to fill my third spot. I mean, maybe I will just put nobody there and go with one of those Colorado defenders like I was. Like I was talking about. Who knows? Or, I mean, I've got eight million just sitting on my bench right now, so I could just wait and see what happens with Chicharito. No, I, I agree with what you said about Chicharito. Uh, that team is very much, as we've said before, as he goes, does that, as goes that team, and with so many people missing, I'm definitely just not even considering Chicharito. Perhaps this might be a week when you do look at uh, just some of those differentials, um, yep. looking at DC playing against Philadelphia to see who they have lined up there i mean i like what you were saying blank seeing who's starting with with nashville and and that could be a nice a nice little trick to to get in with with chicago um but uh we shall see we shall see but yeah no i guess i'll i'll just kind of wait and see what happens with that third spot Uh, i appreciate that though 
I like the Abobasi shout from from Blaine. I, I took a look at him earlier in the week. Uh, I just feel like his ceiling is pretty low. Yeah. So I don't feel like he's that two-goal guy. Even when he gets a goal, he's going to end you six, seven points max. They're pretty so. banged up too, right? They're missing a lot of people, uh, offensive people. Um, with the char, you know, Charles Moore and his and his goat has been out. Blanco's not back yet. I, it's they have a couple yeah. more injuries. Larea got hurt, you know, and so um, you got to dig kind of deep in the rest of that midfield <laughs> for for offensive, you know, strength. And so I don't. I think Abobas is a, a sneaky one, but like you said, I think his his ceiling is just kind of low. And Dallas hasn't been that bad, but you never know. I don't know. I mean. Three goals to LA, two goals to Vancouver, one to New England, which was kind of New England's rough game there. Yeah. Uh, two to LA, one to Minnesota, three to Colorado. If you go back through Dallas's last game, yeah. I think the Abobasi shouts more picking on Dallas than it is really yeah. liking Portland. Yeah. But I just don't know if the guy that's going to score it. That's kind of my thing. Is like if if he if he'd been getting on the score sheet a little more consistently yeah there's gonna be yeah. a goal in that game i just don't know that i think it's gonna come from him and that's what makes me hesitant to to throw him in but i think it's a decent shout for sure and you talked about philadelphia's third string keeper ola kamara yeah right sure so there we go we can find out yes this week we can find out. All right, let's uh, get ready to wrap things up. Some quick switcheroos. Uh, no general consensus here, just sort of what you guys are thinking. Ashley? Yeah, I, I touched it on it briefly. I, I'm thinking about Benji Michelle or Tesho um, as, a, as a striker switcheroo. Um, I like Kim Moon Hwan for LAFC. I don't know that I that I necessarily see a shutout there. Um, I know what LAFC have been putting up, but RSL, when they, for some reason – knock them out of playoffs, grab goals. RSL seems to come into the bank hot um, historically. I don't know that I think that that's going to happen this week, but I've watched them lose to RSL at home before when I thought they were just going to smash on them. So um, if, if I pick him up, he's definitely a switcheroo. I like Lucio Costa. I, I, I feel like I'm stealing one from Reed, but Reed's not taking it. So I'm going to throw it out there. He had a great week this week. He's had a couple great weeks and then he dies off and then he comes back. Um, Montreal's missing enough people that I think that it's possible for him to keep going this week, but I don't feel confident enough to start him. Um, and then I'm also considering Sefuentes for LAFC. He's got two goals and an assist as a cheap midfielder. I don't, I haven't watched enough. I don't know if he's kind of taking some from a Twesta, if he's just kind of actually playing more of like, you know, that three top striker role, but he's just been picking up points and he's cheap. I don't need the money, but uh, I'm not bold enough to start him. So I'm considering him uh, as a switcheroo. And then I know I've said 1500 names just now, but I'm going to have one more and it's uh, Julian Araujo for the galaxy. Um, he does well. I feel like he's always a second away from a red card. That's what's my hesitation picking him up. Um, but he's been contributing offensively. And, you know, we talked about them missing a lot of people. And I could see him um, playing as a winger instead of a defender, not a wing back, but like a, an all and out, you know, midfielder attacking player this week with the, everyone being gone. Um, so depending on the lineup, I might slot him in. I'm, I'm going to try to leave space for him on my bench um, to see if that would work out. So, yeah. Excellent. Blaine. 
Yeah, first name I put down here was Mihailovic for Montreal. I think he's one of those, when Montreal has a good game, he has a great score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is a chance for Montreal to have a good game. So I think he's got to be one of those guys you're looking at if you're looking for a switcheroo that's a little bit cheaper. Um, some names we talked about, I think uh, Mukhtar and Lille, whoever you take, is a bench play this week. Um, I like both of them. I'm going to have one of them. I just really think they're a bench play this week. Uh, same with Paz. If I have Soteldo, I'd probably start him. If I end up with Paz, he's probably a bench play just because I think he's a rotation risk. Um, same with Zeller Ion. I don't have him. I'm probably not taking him. But for those that are wanting to take him, 100% bench play on that one. Uh, the chance for a two or a three is there. And I just I would not risk that with him the way the team is built right now with all the absences. And then uh, Clark for Red Bulls, I think, is a huge shout for the bench this week. If you've got an extra Red Bull spot, um, he's had a – what? Is he healthy? Is he healthy? I don't know. He's supposedly back from the appendectomy by this weekend. That's the talk. What was that, three weeks ago? Will be on Saturday, yeah. Yeah, three weeks. Like, my grandmother had one of these, and she was back (laughs) on her feet in six days. Well, my 80 year old grandmother had an appendectomy and was back on her feet in six days. Now, I know playing professional soccer is a little different, sure. but three weeks should be <laughs> more than long enough for a professional athlete to get back from an appendectomy. Like, well, it had to have been like close to bursting if he's out for more than three weeks. Yeah. Well, so, it's gone now, so he should be fine, right? Yeah. Three weeks, he should be back. Um, so, yeah, if Clark is starting, he is a definite bench option that I'm looking at. Just because I think I I really think Red Bulls is primed to go off this week, and he can easily have one of those goals in that one and just be involved. So, just definitely a bench shout. Yeah, you you may have talked me into a Clark shot there. That's interesting. So, yeah. uh, first name I have on here is Zela Zelo Ryan. Like I said, if, if you're not going to bench him, this might be the week not to have him on your bench just because he is getting so far forward. Um, another name that I think hasn't come up is Grezel for DC with Philly being on their third string goalkeeper, um, could be putting in a lot of crosses, a lot of bonus point generation there. Um, and in the same vein, I just thought of Roberta for DC United. He's been getting the start over Ola Kamara and from the little I've watched him, he looks like he fits that system pretty well. Um, so if we get where Chicharito's not out, maybe I spend that extra bench spot on Roberta early enough in the game week, get to see his score. So, mm-hmm. All right, no, I think you guys covered a lot of the, the good ones. So I'll just say let's move on to our captain pick, our consensus captain pick, uh, Blaine. It's heel. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Even though they're on the road for this one, it's heel. He's getting it done in Atlanta decimated i don't i i want to go differential and try to make up some ground here but i can't see he'll having that bad of a game and i don't see anybody else potentially putting up a a solid 10 i'm looking at a bunch of eights when i look at these at my players like i'm just i'm not seeing a ton of double digit scores this week i've grabbed some that i'm hoping i'll get there but I'm seeing a lot of sevens, eights, and nines across the league. Um, even with the names I've talked about, Castorius Jr. is there, Soteldo, Urpaz is there, uh, Mukhtar Leal, seven, eight, nine in that range. 
I don't see anybody I'm just like, oh, I'm expecting a double-digit score from this player except Hill. Brian? Yeah, it, it's Hill, and it's not close. Um, 17 points against Atlanta the first time they met. Um, going up against Atlanta United, too, this week. I think his floor is a 10, probably. So I don't think it's the week to get cute. Ashley? Yeah, I am considering, Bella, if I decide I want to ballsily make up the short distance I have for Champions League, but I think that that's dumb unless you're trying to do what I'm trying to do. I think heel is, again, an obvious choice, um, but I'm – I will vocalize that I'm going back and forth just because I am considering trying to, to nab a spot, but um, I think like Ryan said, heels floor this week is kind of hard to pass up. Yeah. For me, it, it's heel all the way, uh, which this should make your captain's article easy. Actually, once again, it's going to be heel or someone from your son's soccer team. That's... Bella or Easton. <laughs> Bella or Easton. That's <laughs> those are heel, Bella or Easton. Those are your He's three options. Less than four goals a game. Like how could you not captain him? There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's it. I don't really know if there is perhaps Bella as a second option for for a captain but it seems like heel would definitely be uh, the consensus so if you are trying to make something up for champions league ashley touched on a very good point there your captain pick could be what sets you apart since the majority of people will likely go with heel this week all right well that's all that we have for the show tonight thank you everyone for sticking with us uh and we got plenty of time before this week starts so just let this stuff marinate and simmer and, and just think about what you what you want to have happen for your fancy team this week let's get some plugs before we wrap up tonight ryan i think i'm finally getting some some guatemalan wi-fi issues here but um shout out to the soccer down here podcast and the soccer down here fantasy league um jason wright putting that on the jason wright agency um, had a lot of fun with those guys. Great podcasts. It's, it's not just Atlanta United. They, they hit the whole league and Europe, South America. They do it all. So check that out. And then I have to shout out the Resurgence Supporters Group um, and the, the Fantasy League we have there. Have a lot of fun playing the villain in that league. So shout out to those guys. Excellent. Heck yeah. Blaine. Yeah, going to give a shout out to everybody who's trying to make up ground this week or jump into the Champions League spots. Like, I'm in that boat. I think this is the week to do it. And I'm going to use my plug to say, grab those differentials and definitely don't overlook that we you can sort players by current ownership percentage. Mm -hmm. um, as you're looking for differentials, now these are artificially inflated by dead teams that are out there that haven't changed in a month or two. So you will see some names near the top of the list of ownership that just people haven't adjusted for them being out. Ladero's still in like the top 30, yeah. even though he hasn't played a minute, but people set their lineup with him to start the season and then left it. He played 12 minutes once. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's that type of thing. People have him. Yeah, he's owned by 6.9% of teams in the league. So. Bad understand that there is some flexibility in here but as you look at the lower percentage ownership that's where you start finding your differentials look at the guys who are active and available and not necessarily as owned um if you start doing this now and do and check it every couple of days write down the ones you're looking at and see how much they shoot up by the weekend you'll see how many people are adding them in as they get closer and closer to kickoff and that can help you getting one of those guys if you're really trying to make up ground your differentials that aren't as well or aren't as widely owned are where you're going to get your points. 
I love the Gressel shout earlier. If you trust DC going into Philly, no areola, so Gressel's going to get more of those touches down the right-hand side. That is potential for huge points if they can break down the Philly defense. Um, he's currently at a 1.9% ownership. He's had some good weeks. He's been on people's radar, but he's not going to be widely owned this week going against that. So look at these, grab your differentials, and I really just want to say good luck trying to do it. I know everybody's trying to leapfrog spots. Ashley, I looked you up. You've got about 18 points to make up to get top 50. I'm at eight or nine points to hit top 50. Like we're going to have to make up. Everybody's trying to make up some ground here. Differentials are the way to do it. And good luck finding them. Uh, Ashley. Yeah, I am going to plug fellow MLS fantasy enthusiast, Alex Roldan, who is the only player in MLS so far this season to have a save, a goal, and an international goal as he did Ooh. last night in as a sub. So um, real proud of that there, Alex Roldan. And like I said, fellow MLS fantasy enthusiast. So shout out to him. Need to get him on the show. He's very busy now. Look at all the things I just said. Well, when he comes back, you're, this, this is your job. This is your job. Uh, and of course, I'm going to plug everybody and everything involved in, in the MLS Fantasy Boss Network. Uh, the MLSFantasyBoss.com website uh, will have some more articles rolling out this week, including Ashley's Captain article and maybe a switcheroo article from Blaine. We'll see if he has time. Uh, also, the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord, an amazing community. It's pretty much displaced r slash fantasy MLS at this point, the subreddit, but there's still some stuff that happens over on the subreddit, but definitely a lot of the action happens at the Discord. Over 700 members are uh, subscribed to our chat right now. That includes some of the best minds in fantasy and MLS employees. So uh, there's definitely ways to provide your feedback and get information and tips all the time. And we have more than just MLS fantasy. There are also channels for other hobbies and interests and other fantasy leagues as well, and some partner channels that we have as well, especially for FPL. Uh, so yeah, that's a fantastic community. Have to have to plug that as well. And finally, last but not least, especially in our hearts, the MLS Fantasy Insider Patreon supporters. You all are absolutely amazing. You make this community what it is from the podcast side and all of you who also contribute on the Discord side. There's so much overlap there. Uh, everything that you guys do in the chat with talking about how we have helped you uh, and seeing your results. It just means so much to me uh, that we're all able to have fun together and that what we're doing is helping you have more fun and enjoy this game as well. So thank you so much, those supporters. And if you're interested in learning more about how to become a Patreon, you can head over to MLSFantasyBoss.com and see the information or head over to Patreon.com slash MLSFI. So it's easy easy, easy. Uh, but that's it. Thank you so much. And as always, good luck. Um.